I am excited to announce that my new online course, Art of Selling Albums, is now live. It is the early bird week. Check out the link to the early bird offers. These offers will only last for one week. So get in if you are interested in elevating your album game, elevating your client experience via albums. This is suited to not only wedding photographers, but all photographers who would like to offer albums and learn how to sell, market, design, and really just wow our clients. So get onto the early bird. I hope to see you in the course. Welcome to Life and Lens with Lele Clavey. Join me as we explore the secrets to crafting a thriving and fulfilling career as a luxury wedding photographer while creating a beautiful, balanced life. Immerse yourself in insightful conversations that empower you to nurture a positive mindset, enabling you to not only excel in your craft, but also flourish in all facets of life. I am your host, Lele Clavey, Australian wedding photographer, educator, and mother of two. This is the Life and Lens podcast. Goals is something that I really love to work on in my own business and life. And I find that when I do work on my goals, it sets me up to work on the things, the elements that will actually move my business. So I have it listed on my mood board what will move the needle today? Sometimes, being a parent of two young boys under the age of four, I am tired. (laughs) So having just, okay, these are my goals. They're up on my vision board. I can see that right in front of me as I record this now. What can I do today? I've had no sleep because of the boys. What 1% can I do to help my business move along? Even if it's just that one little 1% thing I'm doing today, what can I do that won't be a waste of time. So you might have seen if you do a lot of reading like I do, education, business, self-help, self-development books and podcasts, that there's often the talk about the 80-20 rule. So in terms of you put 80% in of all your effort of your business, but 20% is where it actually makes a difference, where you actually make the money. And so with that 80%, How can you really outsource those areas and then work on the 20% that will actually move everything along? So I often think about that. So when I'm asking myself, okay, what are my goals? I don't just think about my business. I think about what do I want out of business and life? Or what do I want out of life? And then how can my business help me create that? And that's amazing thing about having our own businesses and our own creative businesses is that we can really create any life we want. I find that so inspiring and motivating and exciting that we can really just create the life we want. It really is just at our fingertips if we want, if we have the right mindset, if we set the right goals, we can get there. And that's really, really cool. Before I started my wedding photography business, I worked in many, many different areas in social media, in digital marketing, in fashion marketing, in retail, in fashion retail. 
And I thought that that was just the way that we had to do it. We had to work nine to five, fulfilling other people's dreams. And all I wanted was to have an inspiring, fun, happy, creative life. But I also wanted to make money. So when I discovered wedding photography or photography and the fact that I could make a fun and also a really good living out of this, that's where it lit me up and I was like, okay, I'm really going to try to do this. It also was when I, I was on mat leave from my nine to five in marketing. I had just had my first baby and I didn't want to go back to work. I wanted to create a lifestyle where I could be with my family. I could choose the hours that I worked, choose the hours that I could be with them. And I didn't have the pressure of, yeah, making someone else's dreams come true. Why couldn't I make my own dreams come true? So that's what I I find I am always, if someone has the inkling that they want to start their own business, I'm like, oh, you can do it. I am like the ultimate cheerleader. I'm like, you just have to do it. It's so amazing. (laughs) Maybe it could get annoying, but I don't know. I'm the cheerleader. If you want a cheerleader, start your own business. I am there. Just reach out. (laughs) Yes. So the question you might want to ask yourself is, what do you want out of your life? What do you want out of your business and your life? One little activity that I love that I read in Michael Dixon's book, The Everyday Creative. I am hoping one day I will get him on the podcast because he is amazing. He is from Melbourne and he is just set a lot of inspiring ideas in his book that have really fueled me to keep pursuing what I love and just get me thinking, which I love those sort of books. So one idea, one concept that Michael Dixon wrote in his book, Everyday Creative, was about your perfect average day. He asks, write about your perfect average day in depth. Write four five, six pages if you need to. Write about what it feels like when you wake up in the morning, from when you open your eyes, all the senses. What do you smell? Do you smell pancakes wafting in from the kitchen? What do you see? Do you see floor-to-ceiling windows looking out onto a crisp blue sky and there is the ocean right in front of you? And what's the temperature like? Is it warm and balmy, a breeze coming through the window with billowing curtains and the scent of, you know, your favorite Byrito candle. Who's lying next to you? What sounds do you hear? Is it your kids running around? Or in my perfect average day, they are not awake yet. (laughs) They're asleep for a few hours more so mum can have her time and then they wake up. What do you do in your perfect average day? What do you eat? What are you wearing? What car do you drive? Where do you live? All of these elements really help to make up your perfect average day. So it's not your perfect average day where you are, or your perfect day where you're in Italy on the Amalfi Coast drinking a cocktail. No, we don't do that every day. Or maybe you do. Maybe that is your perfect average day. And if it is, completely embrace that and do it. But for this, it's your perfect average day. If it's just an ordinary day, an ordinary work day, Tuesday, what happens in this day? One element that I have written in my perfect average day is going to a cafe and doing some work at a cafe. 
for me, that's really inspiring. Maybe it goes back to my days when I lived in New York in my mid-20s and on my days off where I was working at the restaurant as a hostess and then my daytime job where I worked at a fashion website. On my days off, I would go to a cafe and I would write my blog that I started in New York. It's called Lay Lady Lay. It is still live. It's still out there. And I just looked around and would see people, creatives, there's so many creatives, so many bankers in New York, but all the rest are creatives in a fashion. And so many people just working out of cafe. They're writing screenplays or music or writing a blog. They're writing a book, just chatting to each other, floating around. I was always like, what are these people doing? You know, they're having this amazing life just working out of a cafe. This is so cool. And this is what I want my life to be. And you know what? I have now incorporated working out of a cafe into my day. Not my perfect average day. I've actually brought it into my normal life. And so this is what he challenges you to do is write your perfect average day and then incorporate elements that you already can do that are achievable into your actual day. So if that is like for me, working at a cafe, that's something I can do now. So I just go do it. If it's maybe it's not having a, well, maybe it is having a massage after every single day. You could actually do that. Just put money aside and you could actually have a massage to close out every single day. Is it having a seated dinner with your family? You can do that. It's very achievable and it's right there. So it really makes those sort of things, it ties in with your goals because maybe your goal is that, yeah, you want to work out of a cafe and therefore collaborate with others and meet people. You know, it it makes it very realistic about what goals you might have. Another thing that really helps with goals, and this goes back to mindset, is gratitude. So with gratitude, I like to write when I'm really feeling off. Sometimes I don't need to do it. I'm busy. Is that an excuse? Probably. But when I feel like I really need to recheck in with myself and I'm feeling a bit off or something's just teed me off and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good, then I try to write my gratitude points. I've just woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Okay. What has been good about this morning? I had a warm bed. I had a lovely warm shower. But what else? What else has been good in my life today or yesterday? Those certain things just turn your mind around and really help. There's also the point with goals is less consuming and more creating. So this is one thing that I really need to work on. Often scrolling through Instagram, I am working. Again, is that an excuse? Maybe. But I am replying to people. But I really need to batch that, batch that time to go, okay, Lay, this is your one hour to reply to all the messages you have. And now put that phone back in the drawer that is a few rooms away and get to work. Because otherwise I'm just consuming and I'm not creating at all. So it actually feels really good to do this podcast and turn everything on aeroplane mode and really just focus and set my time to do this. And I feel good that I'm actually creating, not consuming at this point in time. So when you're working on your goals, I like to use 90-day goals to set out my timeline. This really simplifies things in what I am working on. If you set out 90-day goals, it goes into 30-day blocks, and it means that when you check back in monthly, 
And then after the 90 days, you realize that actually you've done so much more than you thought you would. So for July, August, September, for this 90 days, I had podcast on my list and I am slowly plugging away at that. I also have online course creation and I am plugging away at that. So it's been interesting just writing them out and having it somewhere where you can see visually. I do have it in my diary, but I also have it up on my mood board, which is next to my visualization board. And so I can see it every day and talking about that 80-20 rule, these are the things that will move the needle for me, for my business. So that brings me to the vision board. I love mood boarding and cutting up magazines and creating collages. It's just so fun. But what I have done in the past is create a vision board that had 50 different elements on it, lots of words like, you know, Vogue, Inspire, Motivate, Fashion, and all these images. And they're just, it wasn't really heading in any direction. It was just a beautiful collage of images that inspired me. But it wasn't saying, lay these are your goals. This is your goal to shoot a wedding in Lake Como. Here's a photo of Lake Como wedding. It didn't have those elements. It was all, it was a bit confusing, I guess. So looking at it, my mind was like, I don't know what you want to do. Like, can you remember what the goals were? So now I try to keep it very minimal, very considered, three to five ideas on my vision board that I will be working towards. So if it's that Lake Como wedding that I want to book, it will be there. When I get my booking, I will remove that and either keep working on the other four ideas goals or put something else in its place. If I want to my launch for my online course, I have a monetary goal. I am not sure if I am bold enough to say it right now. I might say it later on, but it's a big goal and I have that there. And so I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, if that is where I want to go, then what do I need to do today to move that needle? I probably need to talk about my course more, tease it out, And that will move the needle more than editing someone else's gallery. So 90-day goals, that's one thing that I really suggest working on. Write that out and see how it can really set you in motion. Also, another thing to keep you real aligned with your goals is allocating time to work on your business, not in your business. So this is one thing that I find during wedding season, it is so hard to work on my business when all I am doing is trying to keep on top of editing, trying to keep on top of communication with my clients. And the last thing I want to do is check back in with my goals and be like, am I on track? Nah, I don't have time for that. So that's where I really had to force myself to, okay, during wedding season especially, where can I outsource those things to other people? My editing, my communication through Studio Ninja a cleaner so I'm not cleaning, what can I do so that I can work on my business so I can take a beautiful half day or a full day and just work on my vision board, work on the 90-day goals, those things that will really move my business, do that 1% every day to take me to where I want to be. Another big element that I think I'll need to do a whole episode on because I believe in it so much especially because this is what I did with my business, was do not be afraid to niche. When you're writing your goals, it is so much easier if you are niching and talking to a certain client. If you're a photographer, for instance, 
and trying to cater to brands, so like alcohol and makeup brands, as well as the wedding client, as well as family photography, you won't know who you are talking to with your goals. Is it that you have to have three sets of 90-day goals? And that that takes up a lot. Even just one set of 90-day goals for one business takes up so much time. So really think about niching. I recommend it. It will add clarity in your mind. It will add clarity for your clients. It will make things easier for your business and for the direction on which you want to go. This one's a big one too with goals is to know your boundaries. This is probably also another podcast episode that I will record about boundaries. Boundaries I've had to learn being a parent with the kids' life and age constantly changing, they're growing up. Our lifestyle really has to change and so do my boundaries and so does my work. And knowing your boundaries means knowing where you have to or where you want to say no. And saying no allows space for the right opportunities to flow to you. So just a quick recap on what we spoke about, speaking about goals and these little things that will help you create that perfect average day that you would like to create and set you to work towards the goals of your business and that perfect life. So I hope that was helpful. Please listen to my first episode if you haven't already. And I would love you to leave a review, share with your friends, get the podcast out there. It is still fresh and totally scary, but I hope you love it. And I really enjoyed recording this episode for you all. So I will leave you with that. Have a good day. Love to you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Life and Lens with Lele Clavey. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more, go over to leleclaveyeducation.com forward slash podcast to get the show notes from today's show. I would be so appreciative if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Also, feel free to let me know what topics you would like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on my Instagram accounts, Lele Clavy or Lele Clavy Education. That's L-E-I-L-E-I-C-L-A-V-E-Y. See you next time on the Life and Lens podcast.